What is up, wonderful friends? This is Ashley Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it is going to be April 14th. How the heck are you guys doing this year? Man, oh man. I hope you guys got some value out of the Wilderness series. Um, I was really excited to do that, and it really brought me some insight in my own life. And um, so I hope you guys got some understanding about the Wilderness and the Promised Land, and that you guys um, are going to start you know, recognizing where you are in your own life and walking through the process of wilderness to the promised land, right? You know, when you're in the promised land, that is when you are seeing the literal manifestation of God's promise in your life, right? The word becomes flesh in your life, just like when God gave Abraham a promise and he eventually saw Isaac, right? God's gonna give us promises and they're going to come to pass, but it takes the maturity in ourselves and the patience to let those seeds, you know, grow up. But anyway, today, guys, we're going to be talking about how God has plans to prosper us. All right. And I want to, I'm going to read the verse to you guys. We're going to break down what some of these words mean. And then I'm going to share with you guys some of the thoughts that I had as I was reading this this morning. And so before we get into it, though, let's go ahead and pray. And uh, let's get into this today, you guys. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this day. Lord, I thank you for your heart towards us, Lord. That you really do have plans to prosper us, not to harm us, Lord, but to give us hope in the future. Lord, let us see you for who you really are. Your good plans, God, your intentions towards us, Lord. Let us see you from a right perspective, God, so we don't harm ourselves by seeing you wrongly, Lord. Father, I pray that you'd bless this podcast today. Bless every single person listening to it. I pray, Lord, that they would have a greater revelation um, of you wanting to prosper them in their life, not to harm them, but to give them hope in the future. And Lord, that this would go deep inside their hearts, that this truth that you have for us, Lord, would be so deep in our hearts, Lord, that it would bear fruit, that we would say with conviction that we know that you have plans to prosper us, Lord, that it wouldn't just be a scripture that people throw out there when things are difficult but we would be the living testimonies of your goodness in our life, that we would see the goodness of you, Lord, in the land of the living, that our lives would bear fruit, Lord, that you would get much glory out of our lives, God. Your reputation would be exalted in us, God, because of the things that we know within our own hearts, our our convictions of who you are and your goodness and your love and your mercy. So, Lord, thank you for this day. Like I said, Father, I just pray you bless my brothers and sisters who are listening to this podcast. And, um... I pray, Lord, that um, we would all just have a greater awareness and living in the reality of your plans to prosper us. So we love you, Lord. We thank you for this day. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So, you guys, let's go ahead and go over to old Jeremiah 29, 11, right? And I guess I say that kind of sarcastically because I do hear it a lot in the Christian community. But it's amazing how much um, people are against God prospering them. And you know what? That could probably, that'll be a whole nother podcast, you guys. I'm reading a really great book right now. Um, what's the name of it? Pardon me, I'm prospering, I think, from Kevin Gerald. And, uh, you know, I think every Christian should read this book. He's, you know, busting out the five myths uh, that Christians believe. You know, he, he really is digging into the heart um, that God has for us. And so, you know, maybe I could do another podcast when I'm done with that book and, and share some, some things that I got out of it, some nuggets. And then hopefully you guys can go out and get the book yourself and, and begin to plant some of these truths inside your mind. You know, it's amazing how a lot of people know God's word, but how much, how much the interpretations of it is wild. 
You know, some people have some really crazy things they believe about God that are, you know, they, they've read God's word, but again, the way they, they interpret it, it is not healthy. And I'm sure I'll do another podcast talking about that. You guys, I was listening to, I've shared with you guys many times, Prophetic Drive, YouTube channel, you guys, the Eli Lasky, the Lord has just given him such amazing insight. You know, you can really tell he's been walking with the Lord for, for years and, uh, you know, just the things that he talks about. And he did uh, a video talking about what sound doctrine means and itching ears. And it was just like, wow, using in the way he interpreted it, using it, the own tech, using it, the text to interpret it. Right. And I'll, I will definitely share some stuff out of that with you guys. But anyway, I got to get on to this thing. It's already been five minutes, you guys. Okay, so Jeremiah 29, 11. Let's go ahead and start at verse 10, okay? We're going to start at verse 10, and then um, we're going to read through 14, okay? So it says, This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you but to give you hope in a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you in to exile. All right, y'all. So before we... Before I share with you guys, you know, some of the things that I was thinking about in terms of the scripture, let's go ahead and break down some words really quick. I think this is so important. Um, it's really important to understand what words mean because that's going to give you context. You know, you guys, there were so many, so many things that I thought I knew until I literally looked it up in the dictionary, you guys. So I encourage you to do that. You know, just get a dictionary and look up what some of these words mean. Um, and that way, you know that you're standing on truth. You're standing on reality, right? Like I said, a lot of people have really fancy rhetoric, okay? But if you're not doing due diligence, right, to understand what they're saying to you and for you to be solid in it, how do you know what they're saying is even true? So you guys, be sure to do your own research. You know, look things up, read things, ask questions, you know, ask the Lord. So let's go ahead and break down some words here, you guys. So prosper. I had my husband look that up for me this morning. And uh, he downloaded the Merriam dictionary on his phone. And so prosper means to succeed in an enterprise or um, actively achieve economic success. And then number two, strong and flourishing. And I was like, wow, you know what? I think the Lord wants both of those for us first. And it's amazing because when you go to third John, it says, I pray that you will prosper as your soul prospers. In order for us to be strong and flourishing, right? Or in order for us to succeed in an enterprise or actively um, achieve economic success, you have to be strong and flourishing. That's going to be the foundation. And that's really the whole point of this podcast, you guys, is to teach you how to be strong and flourishing. Again, if you have not went through the life coaching series that I did back in January 2020, go through. It's a five-month process. Okay, it's long, but if you get yourself through it, it will change your life. Okay. You're going to learn how to build an identity based upon your character and your values, not people's opinions, not your performance, not circumstances. How many of you have done that in your life? You guys, I did it my whole life up until five years ago. 
And, you know, I, I, now that the Lord has uh, taught me how to find life, right, and, and given me um, stability from the inside out, I want to share that with other people. My heart's desire is that other Christians would walk in their authority that God has given to them. You know what I'm saying? Knowing who you are. What, who, what, what type of character do you possess within yourself? What are your values? What motivates you? What drives you to make the decisions that you make? All right. You need to know that about yourself. It's, it's foundational. So you guys be sure to go back and check that out. It'll change your life. All right. So that's what it means to prosper strong and flourishing. Okay. When you're strong and flourishing, then you will no doubt succeed in an enterprise or actively, um, achieve economic success. Who doesn't want that? Okay. Um, poverty. Let's talk about poverty really, really quick. Okay. So this is what the definition is. State of one who lacks a usual or socially acceptable amount of money or material possessions. Okay. So then I went ahead and, um, so, okay. So we looked those up and you guys, if you look, I have a, um, like an old comprehensive dictionary, which gives you a little more meanings and context of what some of these words mean. So these are just really general definitions, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a start. All right. So if you're in poverty, you lack a usual or socially acceptable amount of money. Um, in the dictionary that I have, it went into definitely, it went into more depth than that, but that's okay. You know, you guys, like I said, um, just look some of these words up, you know, and, uh, give yourself a little more understanding of, you know, of these words. So anyway, let's go over here to uh, harm because the Lord says he has plans to prosper us, not, not to harm us. Okay. So harm that which inflicts injury or loss. Okay. The injury inflicted hurt three offense against right or morally wrong. Okay. To do harm to damage hurt. All right. Um, an, uh, another word that they used was abuse. Okay. So God's not going to harm us. Right. So what's abuse mean? Use improperly or injuriously misuse to hurt by treating wrongly. Number four, you guys, this was, this was so important. This was inside um, my comprehensive dictionary that I have. It's like an old Webster's one I told you guys that my dad gave to me before he passed away. Um, it means to deceive. Isn't that interesting? that the word abuse, the fourth definition means to deceive. Okay. So think about this to accuse God of abuse is to equal him with Satan. Wow. Think about how many times you may have done that in your life. Have you guys ever accused God of doing you wrong? And how do we do that? Well, let's establish the truth. The truth is Satan cannot read your mind. He can't read your thoughts. Okay. The only thing he can do is look at your circumstances like you do. He can only see what you see, right? When you look out or how you look at your life, what's going on in your life, right? Maybe the status of your relationships, your marriage, your relationship with your kids, um, your, your finances, you know, your career, your health, whatever, insert here, whatever area of life, right? And how things are going. There is a certain reality to those things that can be seen, right? You can normally tell and it's funny because we're not the only ones that see it, right? You know, you can tell when people are struggling, you know, you can tell when there's marital issues with people. You can tell when kids are being abused or you can tell when kids are being, um, you know, flourishing and in healthy environments. 
you can tell when people are doing good with their money and when they're not. You know, it's 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 evident. You know, um, but you know that's a whole other conversation. You know, people can make judgments and conclusions about people, but all, I'm just trying to make the point of. You know, our life is obvious to other people in the condition that it's in. Other people can see things. We can see things in other people's lives. Doesn't necessarily mean that our conclusions are right, but the point is we can see. And that is that not where we find most trouble in our life is the conclusions that we make. Okay. And that is where the enemy comes in. All right. He, you'll look at a situation and he'll look at a situation. And because we are so prone as human beings to kind of go back and fall back on our past experiences, which is not a bad thing depending on how you're using it. But if you're continually anticipating wrong happening like I have, you guys, oh my gosh. You know, I I was asking the Lord about that a couple months ago, maybe a month ago, I can't remember. It, it really wasn't that long ago, though it kind of feels like it sometimes. But I was like, Lord, you know, why, why do I forebode so much? You know, what's up with that? You know, do you guys ever like get stuck in foreboding, just anticipating disaster or stress until you're like, okay, whatever, you know, like I'll just be ready for that. You know, I've done that for such a long time. And I finally was like, Lord, why do I do that? And I was listening to one of my own podcasts that I did because, you know, I, I, I post these, uh, these, these, uh, episodes on Instagram and it was like a throwback one. And I wanted to listen to it and make sure that I, you know, knew what the episode was about. But anyway, it was, I was talking about how the environments we grow up in, right? If your parents are always like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And they're constantly stressed and there's always chaos. You, you learn to think like that. So it's like a learned pattern, you know? So if you learn something, you can unlearn it. So I'm in the process of unlearning foreboding in my life. All right. And, uh, you know, the antidote for that, you guys, by the way, is being grateful. Okay. That's something I got to practice every single day. Just being grateful for all of the Lord has done for me. You know, but anyway, back to the original point, you know, I've gotten caught in foreboding, you know, going back to circumstances, looking at circumstances, experiences that I've had, you know, things look a certain way. So it looks like it could happen in the future. Okay. So, and that's really being that we're like that, the enemy has studied humankind and he knows how we respond to things or react. I'm going to say react because responding is when you actually consciously think about what you're going to say or what you're going to do. Reacting is just no thought, you know, just going into it like a reflex. Okay. So that's the only thing the enemy can do though, is use the things that we see, but then just start to insert accusations, you know, against God, like he did when Jesus was here, right? If you were the son of God, then turn these stones to bread, right? You wouldn't be hungry. If you were the son of God, you wouldn't be going through this, right? All these things, always trying to get us away from the heart of God. That's his ultimate goal is to get you away from God. And so anyway, and that's what deception is. You know, um, it's so subtle because it gets you to look at a situation from a perspective. It looks a certain way, but it's not really the way it is. Okay. It's like when Adam and Eve were in the garden and he goes, you're going to be like God, knowing good from evil, right? Now that's true, but the truth was they were already like God, okay? They didn't need to know the knowledge of evil to be like God. They were not intended to have that knowledge. But anyway, do you guys get what I'm, at the point I'm trying to make here? So abuse is equivalent to deceiving. 
So again, if you accuse God of abuse, you are equaling him with Satan. Satan is the only one who can abuse you, okay, and deceive you in that way. God doesn't deceive us, right? And that's why it's really, really important that we know God's heart towards us, you know, that he has a heart of, of grace towards us and favor and love and mercy. Yes, God does discipline us, okay? It says what father doesn't discipline their children, you know, for all the people out there who are like, wait, where's the hellfire and brimstone, Ashley, right? There's structure with God. Yes, there is, just like a parent would. There's structure, there's discipline, right? And God disciplines our thinking, and it, and it talks about that in Deuteronomy, right? You know, he tests us. Are you going to, you know, remember the commands I've given to you, right? Remember the words I've given to you. Are you going to keep my words, right? That's your choice. But anyway, so, um, you know, God does not plan to harm us. And so I got a quick question for you guys. How do we harm ourselves? All right, because God's not going to harm us. But how do we harm ourselves? What feels like an injury to us? And I had a revelation about this just for myself, probably like probably a couple months ago. It was. I was trying to find this note, but don't worry, guys. Revelation revamp's coming up, so when I find it, I'll definitely share that with you guys. If there's anything new that I could share with you, possibly. But how do we harm ourselves? Unmet expectations. Have you ever had an expectation on God? It didn't go the way you thought, so you felt injured. You felt hurt. Therefore, you thought God was injuring you. I've done it so many times, you guys. I'm working on that still. Like, Lord, help me establish realistic expectations because I realize I harm myself with my expectations. And then I become frustrated with you, even though I'm not, I know you're not the problem. You know, it's like my expectations, my impatience that I get, you guys. I'm not, I'm not very good at times at being patient. You know how the Lord always compares the kingdom of heaven like a seed? I'm like, Lord, really? Dang. I gotta let this thing grow. You guys ever feel like that? You know, where you have to like wait and let things grow and do the work. You know, God, God makes everything grow right. But what I mean is like, we've talked about this before. We do the work of removing the rocks or at least acknowledging that they're there. Asking God to prune us, right? He's the gardener. God prunes thought processes that don't serve us, right? You know, the things that you know you think about or maybe the things you think about him that leave you feeling separated from him. Those are the things that he wants to prune, right? And that's the beauty about God. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He will never drive you away. The only ones who drive us away is our own minds. And then the enemy uses our minds against us, right? And then he uses God's word to do it. Oh man, tricky, tricky, right? It's not that tricky though, if you really um, pay attention to yourself in terms of, you know, do you feel close to God? You know, do you know that God loves you? Um, do you continually go back to him? You know, um, do you know that he's always there for you regardless of how you feel? Right? It's like when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was just like, oh my gosh, Lord, it's possible to take this cup from me. Just feeling all the emotions that we feel, right? But he knew his father was there and he just poured it all out before him. Sometimes you guys, that's so important. You got to know that he is your refuge, no matter what state your heart is in, no matter if you're feeling frustrated, whatever, right? Um, feeling like you're injured by your unmet expectations. Okay. And then accusing God, you guys, I've done that. I'm mean, like, Lord, what the heck? You know, but it's like, Ashley, my word is a seed. It, it has to grow. It takes time, you know, and being patient and realizing that whatever you need in the process, he's going to bring it. You know, it's like, God's going to bring you everything that you need. And you know, that's the whole point of grace and favor. 
God's kindness towards you. And it says that since favors cannot be demanded by a person, right? They're given on behalf of someone else. That shows you the intentions of the person who gave you the favor, that it was their goodwill towards you, you know? So if God has given us favor, it just, it reveals his heart towards us, right? And we just got to accept it. We got to learn to accept God's goodness towards us, you guys, and not be so afraid of it. Um, so anyway, really quick, let me get into some things I was thinking about as I was reading this, right? So verse 10, right? It says, when 70 years are completed from Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to you to bring you back to this place. All right. Well, what was the whole context of that? Well, if you guys go back and read um, Jeremiah 25, it talks about the 70 years of captivity. And you want to know what the biggest thing was? You got to know, you know, you want to know what got them into captivity? Same, same thing that got Adam and Eve in captivity. Same thing that's going to get you into captivity. Same thing that gets me into captivity. You know what it is? It is the whole idea that the word of the Lord has come to you and you have not listened. Boom. There it is. Super simple, right? Read through to chapter 25. Because you have not listened to my words. That is the theme. Man, that's all over the Bible, man. Isaiah, I, I might jump back into Isaiah sometime. I was reading some stuff in there. I was thinking about it in terms of what's happening in this country. But that's a whole nother podcast, you guys. I'm sure I'll share that with you down the road. Or maybe do a YouTube video on it. I don't know. But, man, it's all over the place. Us not listening to God and the trouble it gets us into. Good grief, you guys. Okay? So that just made me think, right? God has his own time frame. He said, look, 70 years. Dang, that's a long time. But there's consequences for us not listening to the Lord. There's opportunities that can come and we don't listen to the words of the Lord in our life. You know, we don't believe he has good plans for us or we don't want to change or whatever. Think about that. The reason most people don't want to change and grow, especially if you're a Christian and you don't want to change and grow, is because you don't believe God has good intentions towards you. Right? You have like, you see change as injury. You know what I mean? But is that true? Like, like, let's establish the truth. Is change injury? You know, that might be something that happened to you in the past. But if you are in a place right now in your life that you don't want to be, will that not require change from you? Right? To think and do something differently so you can get where you actually want to go in your life? That's going to require change. But anyway. So God has his own time frame. There there are principles that cannot be violated with God. Not listening to his words are one of them. We suffer our own consequence with own consequences when we don't heed God's voice in our lives. So, you know, you read the Bible, God has basic instruction in there. Um, and then hopefully as you get to know the Lord, you start sharing your life with him, allowing him into your life. Hey Lord, I need wisdom. I need help, God. I need insight on the situation. I'm struggling in this area. Right, Lord, I need your salvation, right? And that's, God's gonna give you his salvation. That's the whole point of Jesus coming. He's going to deliver you from danger, evil, or ruin. But do you recognize where you need the salvation in your life? Where do you have danger, evil, or ruin in your life right now? And are you willing to uh, take full responsibility for not having the knowledge, the understanding, the wisdom to, to you know, be delivered, right? To have a different result, to bear fruit, okay? So, you know, and, and God will only lead us on a good path. You know, that's the truth. Um, like I said, we're, we just get a little deceived when we allow 
things that we can see determine our life instead of God's heart and his truth and his wisdom and, you know, learning to hear his voice, you guys. I'm pretty sure that that'll be another podcast. Number two, all right. What's the other thing you can take from these scriptures? The Lord's going to do what he says. He goes, I will fulfill my good promise, right? To bring you back to this place. You know, and again, God has promises for all of us in our life. Good things he wants to do. He's going to fulfill what he said. But if we don't heed certain things, there's going to be consequences for us and we're going to have to deal with it, you know, um, you know, for the choices that we make, right? Practical choices we make, you know, there's consequences whether you, you know, manage your money right or you don't, right? You guys get what I'm saying? Um, okay. So number three, his intentions towards you are good. All right. Your unwillingness to not listen shows we believe that they are not. So the fact that we're not even willing to listen to God sometimes really reveals these sort of unconscious beliefs we have that God, God's intentions towards us aren't good. That's the only reason you wouldn't listen to him. Or again, you have not learned to trust your own discernment and you need to go through the life coaching process that's on this podcast where I share my journey with you guys with that because I went through that as well. You know, but I'm not going to get into that whole thing. You know, that could be uh, an area where you have not learned to trust your own voice, right? Adam and Eve knew the truth, yo. They knew the truth. Did God really say, yeah, God said this. They knew enough to save their own butt. But sometimes we can get manipulated, you guys, and get deceived because there's certain things that we just don't, we just don't know or understand or whatever, you know. But anyway, that's why we can't live by what we see and and what other people say, right? At the end of the day, you got to live by what the Lord told you, even if you don't totally understand it. You're not always going to, you guys. Man, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. The most important thing is, is, you know, the enemy will come to you and he'll say something. He'll be like, no, that's not right. This is what, this is what the Lord says. That's all. That's as far as it needs to go right there. If you don't understand why the Lord told you to do what you're doing or whatnot, you just stay right there and hold your ground. You know, hold on to the, hold on to God's words in your life. It's super vital. Um, you know, because as soon as you start looking out there, considering those accusations, whoo, Lord have mercy, right? So anyway, you guys, I just want to talk to you today about that. God does have plans to prosper us, right? To give us hope in the future. You know, um, we just have to go through the process of that as well. You know, listen to his words. And here's the other thing really quick, guys, I almost forgot. Dang it. I only got a few minutes left on this podcast, but check this out. He goes, so he goes, I know I have the plans for you, right? And then he goes, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Then you will call on me and come to me and pray to me and I will listen to you. Isn't that so sweet? When God does good things for you in your life, right? Because that's what he wants to do. It says, then you will call on him and you will come to him. Isn't that true? When someone does something good for you, don't, aren't you drawn to that person? Right? You want to you go see him or go hang out with him, someone who's good to you, right? Who blesses you. You want to spend time with them. Um, that's the whole point of God's goodness towards you because he wants to spend time with you and he wants you to spend time with him, right? It's a relationship. So, you know, when God does good things, you're going to call on him and you're going to come near to him. You're going to pray to him and he's going to listen to you. Isn't that amazing? 
God's going to listen to you. And think about that. When we know God's going to listen to us, that's what's going to give us the strength to wait for his promises to come to pass and give us the patience for that seed to bear fruit because we know God's listening to us. And whatever, what he, you know, we know that he has heard what we're asking of him. And that's another scripture. I think it's first John. Anyway, it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me uh, with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. So seeking God with all of your heart, leaning not on your own understanding, right? We just kind of talked about that. But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. Lord, help me to stay, help me to live by your words today, regardless of what I can see, regardless of, you know, the accusations of the enemy. Help me, Lord, to, um, what is it? Resist the devil and he will flee. Submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. Continually submitting yourself to him, putting yourself under him, acknowledging your air, right? You know, your air and thinking at times, the air and the way you see things. You guys, did you know that's the archaic definition of submission? is acknowledgement of error. So your ability to acknowledge your error and your thinking, you know, before the Lord and just be like, Lord, I need your help. I need you to help me out with this thing. I can't think myself into this. And and learning to trust God with your emotions, no matter how you feel. Jesus felt all kinds of things, you guys. He felt everything that we felt, but he always went to his father. So don't let your emotions even separate you from God, right? Because that's another form of how we can think God's abusing us. Even though he gave us those emotions as indicators, he gave us those emotions. He gave us, he gave those to us for our own benefit tools, right? But he, he never created, he never made, gave us tools to be used against him. What? Who does that? Nobody does that, right? It's, it's just for us. Always know that you can go to him. Jesus knew that you should know that no matter, no matter where you're at, you guys. But uh, I better get off this podcast. I hope this blessed you guys today. Um, God does have plans to prosper us. He will not harm us. You guys have an awesome rest of the week. Next week, we're going to be talking about living water. And then pretty soon, we're going to be getting into Revelation revamp. So I love you guys, and I will see you next week.